You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Would you say you're doing your dream job right now? Yeah. Jeffrey agrees. <laughs> you really would? You'd say this is your dream job? Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's there's pieces that I have not done yet that I know I'm fixing to that are part of this dream job, but yeah. What about when you were young <clears throat> in, what, third or fourth grade, and you came up with a business plan to have the outdoor sports store? Mm-hmm. Well, what, what was I? That? What was I doing? I was directing people. My dream oh. job is directing. People? Yeah. That is so your birth chart. Aries yep. North Node, Aries Midheaven, Jupiter and Aries in the 10th house of career. It's true. I love you guys when I hear people say things like this. Because it's like, oh, when they say my dream job's directing, I think they got to have Capricorn or Aries heavy in their chart. And then boom, boom, boom. The three placements of career and destiny are in the sign of leading and directing. Yeah, I think all too often we put too many meanings on things. And I think for so long I put the meaning of that and everything else I've done in like, I'm supposed to be doing things in the outdoors. That was like putting my little stellium in a box when actually it was bigger than that. It was, Mm -hmm. what was I doing when I created that? It was leading. And then what is it I've always enjoyed doing? Walking in random places and leading. Wouldn't you say that being a general contractor is definitely leading quite a few pieces? It is, um, but you feel you don't feel free when you are even leading that. There's just there's a sense of like handcuffs still, um, because you are limited by what a supplier can give you at what time they can give you. You're you're limited by <clears throat> you know a customer paying on time like. Yeah. There's just there's just too many limits. But so I you think you're doing your dream job now. Yes. I love I'm doing you, the thing. You look down like, is this a trick question? Well, no, I'm doing the thing that I've always done before anyone paid me to do it. So do I believe it is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Will that change? I'm not sure. But for now, it is. What does it feel like to get paid to do something you love? It feels good, but the way that my mind works is that I know my value. So it's it's been hard to celebrate for me. Like it's been hard to celebrate the getting paid to do what I love now because I've made so much more money that I'm like, Ugh, this is awesome, but I'm capable of so much more. I'm capable of making more. Is that Aries in you that's like, I should be <laughs> here faster than this? Not faster. It's just I've been so much further ahead. So having to take a big step yeah. back is like, it's humbling. I have dry toenails. Do you <laughs> see them? Isn't that a sign of thyroid issue? Do you see them? Squirrel. They have, they have ridges and they're dry. I can't Especially tell. Especially my big one. No. Men don't see wrinkles. I have mama's toes. Remember, she can flip you off with her middle toe? Yeah. That's my mom's special talent. I can lift one eyebrow without lifting the other. I can't. Try it. Wait, I can't. My frownies. I'm not supposed to move my eyebrows. Oh, God. (laughs) If you didn't tune in to the last episode, please do. Yeah, in case you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, So I'll flip it to me. Am I doing my dream job? Nope. Kind of. Kind of. A piece. This is a trick question. I'm saying no, because... Um, if I were to tap into my heart and see what I've always done as a child, as an adolescent, it's music. 
mm-hmm. in DJing. And I've loved hospitality. I've wanted to give people experiences. Mm-hmm. My dream job when I was young, it is literally, you guys, in my fifth grade yearbook. You know how that's when elementary school ends and it's, it's like you're a senior in elementary. And so you have the big yearbook and you do things. Well, they asked all of us fifth graders, seniors, what we want to be when we grow up. And underneath my photo in my fifth grade yearbook, I wrote a rapper with DMX. I think that's so telling. I wish I could find that yearbook and just who I follow on social media from then see if they actually did, if they became a police officer, if that girl became a whatever, a teacher. Right? I think when you're in fifth grade, you truly, you don't have an ego yet. You don't have influences of other people. You're still so free. Mm -hmm. And I really think when kids say, I want to grow up and be a... (laughs) Like, what kid in the fifth grade is going to write, I want to be a rapper with DMX? I mean, what kid can you go in fifth grade as well and say, what do you want to be? And that fifth grader tell you how to establish a business. What do you think you would have said? I did say it. It was what I wrote. Create an outdoor store. I mean, that's what I wrote. Yeah. That's what I would have said. Yeah. But what I, with what I know now, I think my young self didn't understand the concept, and so I was putting myself in a box mm-hmm. even then because we're still influenced then. Yeah. We're influenced by a bunch of things. So I think you, you're always doing your dream job. It's just always changing. Exactly. It's always evolving. This is where I was going with my question because a lot of people are probably like, what the fuck do you mean you're not doing your dream job? I always harp about how much I love it and this pinch me. And it's true, I do. Now, I wanted to be a rapper with DMX. (laughs) Just thinking of what I looked like then. I guess you could go lift weights with Brett, Tupac Brett. I wish I didn't get in trouble for copyright shit because I would make the outro Rough Riders. Anthem. But um, I wanted to give people an experience. I wanted to be on stage. I love the shock factor of what is white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl wants to be a rapper. I love making what's weird normal, big Aquarius energy. But then it, after I started to travel as a teenager and go to all these different places, I was like, this is phenomenal. I want to give people this experience of traveling because it just changes your soul. Mm-hmm. Music, when I was in fifth grade, <laughs> changed my soul and then traveling changed my soul right see where i'm going with this Mm -hmm. and so i went to school for hospitality and then i figured out oh gosh you don't make that much money well i want to make money too because my saturn's in capricorn and so i just finally settled on organizational leadership because that is changing that is a study quite frankly it's a fancy name for changing someone's soul to be the leader of their own life and their mm-hmm. own destiny. I studied that for four years. That's my degree. And so, yeah. Am I doing my dream job sitting at this desk every day? No. Yeah. But I am in the sense that I'm still changing people's soul through the stars. This podcast is giving people an experience. Not quite as cool as seeing a little fifth grade rapid DMX. <laughs> but it's giving them an experience a story and hopefully changing their soul i think everybody who feels like they're not living their dream yet you have to realize that you're living and loving the process and the habits it takes to create and understand what those dreams are and so that's what you've gone through yeah 
And I so. love my favorite question when I tell people, now that we're meeting <coughs> new people and our neighbors here in Denver, you know, it's those cliche questions. Oh, what do you do for a living? You work mm-hmm. from home. What do you do? And I, when I'm like, I'm an astrologer, they're just like, what? Mm-hmm. Remember that Capricorn couple, the older couple that had the black dog in Pagosa? One time we walked the whole park with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both Capricorns retired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember you hung back and talked with him, and yeah. I went forward talked with her. Well, she asked me, so Capricorn. She was like, hey, honey, I know last time we spoke, you said you, you studied the stars? I was like, yeah. She's like, how much money do you make doing that? Can you make a decent living? <laughs> I was like, if, you, if I didn't know you were a Capricorn, I'd be kind of offended. And I was like, should I tell her I make like 500000 <laughs> You know what, lady? I am living. L-I-V-I-N-G. It's just so cool. And a a lot of people ask me, wow, how did you do that? I gave people an experience and I changed their soul. And you just happen to have a Taurus rising voice. Yeah. Do you need me to close the blinds some more? The sun's like creeping up on your face again. Is it dropping? Yeah. No, it's okay. I'm good. Just keep tilting your head back. I'll just keep it like... Keep the microphone. You have to pull the microphone closer though. For me, my voice, my voice stays, baby. <laughs> it really does. Okay, this is an astro advice column question, and this is why we preface this episode talking about this because we have a Pisces today. We have a Pisces, Aquarius Moon, Sagittarius Rising, who asked a really good question around career and passion. You ready for this? Let's do it. Pisces writes. After burp. My question is about career and passion. I've always wanted my own business and have had one now for almost eight years. It's creative, and I get a lot of variety while doing it. I blog, podcasting, designing, etc. However, sometimes I just don't feel that lit up and that it's more of an uphill struggle than it is fun. A few years ago, I seen a job listing for writing blog posts for a travel company who have lodges in Scandinavia. I didn't apply as I had two small kids at the time, but I still dream about that job today. But maybe that's just my Pisces fantasy energy going. Also, I know I could never really work for anyone else. I feel like I need more passion in my career and life. Any insights? Thanks, Pisces. God, your voice just reading those. (laughs) I should get paid for this. Yeah. (laughs) Sleep sounds needs to hire you. DMX. Um... (laughs) My advice from somebody who has had to navigate a thousand things to truly try and find the five that I actually want to put effort towards and the one that actually kind of captures my soul, what I've realized is that you, if you actually want to do something, you won't seek out other things, right? So it's like a relationship. Mm-hmm. If I'm happy and fulfilled within myself and I'm happy and fulfilled within our relationship, I'm not on Tinder Bumble. Like I'm not I'm not looking elsewhere. So the fact that she was like, I still think about that job. I looked at that job, even though I had a business, she wasn't truly in love with the process of mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. But she stuck it out, which is pretty cool. So I'd be interested to know her chart. She's the Pisces sun, Aquarius moon, and Sag rising. So when we apply this, just her last statement, I feel like I need more passion in my career and life. She was born in 1992, so she just had her first Saturn return. In fact, Saturn, as we speak, 
it's February 8th, is still in Aquarius. So as I use the analogy of going into the principal's office, right now, if your Saturn is in the sign of Aquarius, you are in the principal's office, taking your final exam, windows drawn, lights off, giving your final presentation through shaking lips in front of everyone, seeing if you're going to pass and graduate and get freedom for summer vacation. Right? And hers is 13 degrees Aquarius, so usually this is more like a year ago where mm-hmm. she was to the degree. Now, when Saturn moves out of Aquarius and into Pisces on March 7th, she is ding, 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 ding. The school bell goes off and she gets summer vacation and whoo! But she's got to apply all the things she learned through this last two and a half year cycle to her new life, which is gonna, you know, she's gonna have her training wheels on and they're gonna eventually fall off. You guys, this is a little lesser known fact about your Saturn return. You have your Saturn return when Saturn is in the sign it was when you were born for two and a half years. <laughs> Baby Jay, we could record a whole episode about what yours oh was God. like, <laughs> what mine was like for two years. It's just like, woo, life lesson after life lesson. But then what's lesser known about this is the two years after it moves out mm-hmm. of that sign are also pretty rocky because now you're a brand new sign. You become your rising sign. And this can be difficult for people if the elements are totally different like hers are. Yeah. And you're learning to apply what you've learned to your life. So it's still a little bumpy, not nearly as bumpy as the Saturn return, but it's still there. Yeah. Now she's going from being a Pisces into a Sagittarius. Whoa. Which would which would explain why she's like, I feel like I need more passion in my life. She's going from a water sign, introverted, homebody, grounded to a fire sign who's like, whoa, hold on. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to own the lodge in Scandinavia. (laughs) Anything to travel. Anything to travel. She's like, get me out of this house. I feel tethered to my responsibilities. I want to go. Yeah. So. To her question, I would say, friend, you are now a Sagittarius, and the plane is on the runway, start the jets, you're ready to go. You know, you don't want to up and leave your responsibility to your kids. You don't want to just up and leave and take a risk and leave your career. But take yourself on a trip. Go somewhere solo with a friend, or even your kids. Bring your kids around and let them. You need a thirst for adventure, especially, and it's going to be foreign and uncomfortable enough to push you to send in this question because you're going from Pisces to Sagittarius. The the first part of her email, Mm -hmm. like the first few sentences, I think she said, like, I really enjoy my business and what I do. And it allows me to, what does she say? It allows me to be it's creative. creative and I get a lot of variety. Yeah. So she does a lot of different creative things, which keeps her creative, which is, which is perfect for mm-hmm. a Pisces Sag. Yeah. Like I freedom. need to be creative, mm-hmm. but I also need freedom within my creativity. Yeah. She said also, I know I could never really work for anyone else. So like we were saying in the beginning, I'm like, all right, where's Aries in her chart? She doesn't have Aries in her chart. It does rule her first, second, third, fourth, fifth house of children, but she has no Aries placements. She does have a North Node and Capricorn. Mm. You think that's it? That, and then you mix it with that Sag rising. Like, yeah. don't hold me down. 
because her midheaven is in Libra. So your midheaven, your MC, the top line of a birth chart, this tells us your career line. Where should you move towards? What area of life to make money? Yours is in Aries. Mm -hmm. So the more you lead, direct, coach, especially with physical fitness, mm -hmm. this is where money's just going to fall into your lap, as you have seen in your life, right? Yeah. My midheaven is in Aquarius. This tells you move towards something that you design and invent on your own, but especially astrology. Yeah. Ooh. So her north node is in Capricorn. She has something that you have, and it's kind of rare, so I think you and her can really res. She has a second house stellium. A stellium, for our new listeners to astrology, is when there's three or more planets in one house, one pie slice in that wheel. She has her sun, moon, Venus, Saturn, and Mars ooh, ooh, in the second house of money. So she has the exact same as me except moon and Mercury. Your Saturn's in the fifth. Oh, okay. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, okay, okay. But pretty much, yeah. Okay. Where's her Mercury at? The third. Okay. So she's very good at podcasting, writing, blogging, yeah. and it's in the sign of Pisces, so she's very poetic. We can see that in her email. I will say, my second house stellium... How does it show up for you? Um, In the past, it was... I would have money come and go, but normally it was going because I just made stupid decisions or gave it all away. Um, and now that I'm more aligned with morals and integrity and my north node, like where I'm headed in life and how I'm headed there, it's it comes in slower than I want it to. My ego wants it to come in like right away mm -hmm. because I've seen it come in right away, but... Now it's coming in, money is coming in steady. And it's all based on like my day-to-day -day habits and my my day-to-day -day moral compass, basically, mm -hmm. which is pretty much your second house stellium. Yeah. So a stellium in a house is a shot of energy into that area of life. This house, usually from birth till age 30, is something you struggle with and mm. you need to move towards. But then after that, when you step into your rising sign, into adulthood, according to the Zodiac, this usually becomes your sweetest spot where the money comes in, where the abundance is found. Yeah. So the second house is earned income, its values, morals. Mm -hmm. It can also be food and... Give me the cinnamon yeah, rolls. Yeah, all the good things. But having a stellium here, these people tend to worry a lot about money. But once they get past that, they tend to make a lot of money. They have to watch out for giving it away, as mm -hmm. you said. But having structure, a routine, and a comfortable job where she knows this is how much I make. This is what's coming in and this is what's going out is very important for her. Because she's got all her Venus, her moon. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I think... I know her, she has a second house stellium like me. I know it's a little bit different because her second house is, what is it? What's it ruled by? Yeah. It's all her Aquarius. Okay. Wow. That's so much better because mine is... Virgo. Virgo, yeah. Well, you guys are both very cerebral. Yeah. Aquarius and Virgo are, are thinkers. I could, I could definitely see how that chart would basically give everything away. Like the better oh, for yeah, humanity. the yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And she's absolutely right when she says, like, I want to have my own business and I can't work for someone else. Her north node is in Capricorn, in the first house. Me, myself, and I, I want to work for me. This is a really good chart to be a contractor. And mm -hmm. with all of her Aquarius energy, 
invent your own position. If someone asks you, what do you do for a living? And you're like, well, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Then you're right on target. Yeah. Libra Midheaven. Let's make it something creative, aesthetic, design. Capricorn North Node. Make it all a business for you. I wonder... I'm always interested to know their business. Like we get so many questions where people are like, I, I do know. this and this and this, but we never know like what, what the business do. is. And so it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to know more context on what the business is. Well, but let's, let's dive into that middle sentence she shares because she actually separated this. If you can see. Oh, yeah. This yeah. one right here. She says, sometimes I just don't feel that lit up and it's more of an uphill struggle. So this is something as an uh, two entrepreneurs here, mm-hmm. it's, it's really common and it's kind of, if you don't have entrepreneurs in your life and you don't realize what comes with it, it's a shock. Yeah. When you finally reach, you work so, so hard behind the scenes, you self-discipline. Oh, I finally reached the peak. I did it. I make a full-time living from this. This is the bee's knees, the kingdom come. Yeah. But, baby Jay, you've been doing your dream job for a little while now, mm-hmm. do you ever have days where you're like, this is an uphill freaking struggle? I think once you've been in the entrepreneur space, not even just like one job industry, whatever it may be, but when you've been in the entrepreneur space long enough, you start to realize like, this is the fun part about it. The fun part about it is riding these peaks and these valleys and knowing that like it never ends. Like you're never, ever going to get, I don't believe you're never going to get to a place where it's just easy and it flows and you get to drink margaritas on the beach. Like that's not what entrepreneurship's about. It's, Mm -hmm. it's only made for people who are willing to suffer and struggle and actually enjoy suffering because the majority of being an entrepreneur is being in the valleys. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like not just anybody can be a firefighter. Because most people run away from chaos as we're firefighters and like EMTs, they get comfortable running to the chaos. And so entrepreneurs are kind of the same. It's like we get comfortable in the dark space, in the chaos, and that's where we shine. And that's what defines an entrepreneur is somebody who is willing to keep their feet moving while everyone else is quitting. And you become a professional failure. Yeah. That was your favorite quote. Yeah. You... You love solving problems, yep. and problems are always coming up. Yeah, and you have to get to this point where, okay, I'm going to have problems to solve. I'm going to have failures. I'm mm-hmm. going to have all those things no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, even if you put yourself in a bubble and don't work and stay home and just live off of a trust fund, there's going to be problems to solve yep. and conflicts to resolve. So you might as well do those things, doing something that makes you feel so good. I think it would be, I think I would look at it different and I would kind of raise a red flag if somebody said, you know, if her email would have said like, every single day I love what I do. I'd be like, "Mm, I don't know anyone who even with all the passion behind it loves every single day of every single moment of what they do. Yep. There's supposed to be. There's supposed to be days and moments where you're like, I want to quit. This sucks. Yeah. No different than a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like this today. This is hard. I'd rather tap out. But then that's where you find the growth. Yep. Yep. So, so the ultimate question, should she apply for that dream job writing blog posts for a travel company with lodges in Scandinavia? I think you should do whatever feels right, but sit back and ask yourself a few questions. 
is this what I really want? Why do I really want this? And do I see this being my future? Or is this just filling a hole because I believe I'm missing something right now or I'm just frustrated with what I'm doing? Yeah. And when she says, is this just my Pisces fantasy energy? Girl, I say no, because Pisces is only a tiny sliver of your chart. You've got moon in Aquarius, Venus in Aquarius, Mars in Aquarius, Jupiter in Virgo. That stellium is in the second house, which is ruled by Taurus. Mm -hmm. And so all of your Pisces sun and all those other planets in Aquarius for you are grounded by this very earthy Taurian energy that they live in. So you're actually, I know you've got, I'm going to give you a little identity crisis for your Saturn return here. You're not a Pisces. I would study the signs Sagittarius for sure, but also Taurus. And Capricorn. Yeah, and Capricorn, because you've got three planets in Capricorn in the first house. That's a little tiny stellium you got going right there. Yeah. In the first house of Aries. So no, you're actually very grounded, really practical. Aquarians are very, a lot of them are professional athletes. We Google this and research this, and it's because they are laser focused. Mm-hmm. Quite different from their Pisces neighbors. Yeah. So I know you say it's my Pisces fantasy energy. Could it be? I'm going to say no, it's not. That that's your heart. If you're still thinking about it two years later, what do you have to lose? What apply for it? Yeah. They might they might turn you down and say, nope, we found someone better. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, well that was fun. It's like I love applying for jobs. It's like gambling or going fishing. See who bites. Do we talked about this on my podcast the other day with with Matt Vincent and mm-hmm. he said it really good and I can't remember how he said it, but it's like leave no stone unturned in your life. Like, turn them all over. Find out what it is that you like, what it is you don't like. Go apply for this job and fall flat on your face and realize, oh, that was a mistake. Okay, back to where I was at. Or It may don't. be her like, dream freaking job, yeah, you, and she loves it, but guess what? You're going to have days where you hate that lodge, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to write about it when we'll yeah. die. Yeah, you, you, you have to fall in love with the process of life, period, or you'll never be happy with anything. You'll always be trying to fill a hole. And I feel like just intuitively connected to this Pisces sis, she may think that if I take this job, I have to leave my kids. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that's a difficult thing. I don't have children. I'm not going to give you advice to a place I've never been or Mm -hmm. a situation I've never had to sit in. But something that I've had the luxury of conditioning myself to believe and practice I would want my children to see me, you know, there's a balance, choosing myself, Mm -hmm. doing things that fill my cup. Healthy things. Healthy things. And taking your dream job where you go and you do this and you come home to them more present, more alive. If Yeah, if you were, I would say, ask yourself, what is it that I want them to see? Mm -hmm. And you you want your kids to see failure. You Mm -hmm. want them to see overcoming things you want them to see how you face adversity so yeah i would ask myself does this thing serve me is there a chance i might enjoy it and what's the worst that can happen i fail i fall i go broke i pick myself back up and i keep going and showing even your kids those kind of things those are those are priceless. Or it becomes her dream job. And yeah. she was like, oh, what took me so long to apply for this? Yeah. 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 And you are badass with career in your chart. 
I just want to point out that you have Pluto in the 11th, so you are meant to work on the internet, social media, groups of people, blogging, podcast. This is your forte, friend. And with that Sagittarius rising, you better be traveling to do these blog posts and podcasts. This is written in the stars. I was about to say feet on the ground. No, I was about to say feet in the stars, head on the ground. <laughs> Somebody put him to bed. Baby J, thank you for joining me for another <coughs> astro advice column. <laughs> I thought you were about to start rapping or something. Oh, are you gonna stop? Oh, then you're yeah. gonna drop. And then you're gonna oh, what's shut them down, open up shop. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm, oh, no. no. That's how LL we roll. I wish, I wish people got to hear you rap like you used to. Remember, I used to freestyle. In my yeah, story. that's I what I bring mean. That back. I might bring that back. If you guys want your story featured on air, send us an email with your birth chart as powers at lightworkers-lounge.com. If you love DMX, let me know. We just became best friends. See you guys next time. Peace. Yeah.